This is Voyage Around Mayaga, a light-hearted conversation about home, family, people's lives, seasonal living, inspirational ideas, and of course, Argas. This week we're enjoying succulent and delicious lobster and improving our culinary techniques with a must-have cookbook. Plus, Charlotte is exploring the iris and we have some further tips to help keep you cool. Hello. That was a short week. It was a very short week. And I can't believe the weather's still fabulous. Something to do with the bank holiday. Yeah, yesterday was a bit iffy. Uh, Yes, it was. But it's nice again today. It is. We're turning into a weather forecast. I know. I think to to all of our listeners overseas and out of the UK, I think you need to understand that the, the British just talk about the weather all the time. So when it's winter and everything will just moan all the time because it's raining and everything and then when the summer comes and the sun's out we'll just moan because it's too hot yeah no i don't well I you won't it. i will I won't. you will. <laughs> I will no i think it's just it's like if you they always say in the uk if you don't like the weather wait a minute because it changes it, it, it does yes i mean it was really overcast this morning and now it's glorious glorious sunshine sky. yes yeah, clear blue sky but lovely because it's half term so lots of tourists Lots of people on the beach. Yeah, not so lovely. I went to go somewhere the other day and it took forever because of all the You've never traffic. lived down here in a summertime, have you? Not a proper summertime. No, not no. without being in lockdown. No. Oh, you'll, that'll be a little nice little shock because you yes. just don't go anywhere. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no point because you just spend half of it in a traffic jam. Talking of going somewhere. So I... I have, going? Where have you been? I know I have discovered what, my, my new favourite shop. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Hobbycraft. <laughs> Your mother would be proud. I've never been to one before. It's well, you wouldn't fantastic. need to, would you? I needed to get some um, powdered food colouring, which I'm sure in other places is very easy to get, but they don't sell it in supermarkets. And, Amazon. And I did, yes, I could get it online, but I needed some. Today. Now. So I, I Googled and they sold it at Hobbycraft. So off I trundled to Hobbycraft. I mean, it's enormous. Yeah. But it's every single hobby that you could possibly imagine hence the name I, yes all right so what other, what other so by hobbies? the time by the time i came out i was going to revisit my childhood and get another of those revel kits or those airfix kits and okay. all those humbrol paints and paint nose and then i was looking at the the card making and you badge start making making. Card. <laughs> just, yes yes we're all supporting <laughs> i love my Arga badges please write in for your free one <laughs> Little cottage industry at the kitchen table. It was just fantastic, though. Whatever you wanted that you wanted to make. You could make Doctor Who badges. They had it. To go with your ringtone. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought it was a fabulous store. Mm. And really good for, you know, for baking and cake. (laughs) Yes, I suppose the title is in the name. I, I, I get it. And a huge wool section. And I haven't seen a... I mean, used to see wool shops all the time but you very rarely do and i'm sure you do if you probably I saw one today it. actually in the craft center in litchett that you know that tiny little run right that they wool okay shop there. but it was just this huge section and then there was this one aisle and all it was was squares of felt in every color you could possibly imagine i was walking down thinking oh what could you do with felt <laughs> you weren't, were you? <laughs> i love places like that well, is your mother's I, very crafty, yes, isn't she? Is. she? So she you grew is. up with it. Yes, and I used to, I mean, I used to paint and everything. I used to oh, water, did you? Yeah, I used to watercolour painting. And you don't do that anymore? No, Have you no. got any of yours framed? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was very pleased. I did this fabulous picture of a sheep once, and I was really pleased with it. And Stephen looked at it said, you got three legs. <laughs> I said, it's the angle in which it's standing. But it did only have three legs. <laughs> did you forget one then? Yeah. <laughs> it was the angle that it was standing. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, so that was, that was exciting. And then I went to the cinema. We went to the cinema for the first time in, well, eight. Since we saw eight, Little Women, didn't we? Yes. Um, so I went to see Cruella. Okay. Absolutely brilliant. And how was it in the cinema? It, busy, quite well organised, if a little frustrating. So I'd book the tickets in advance and you you have to sort of go online and you book your seating and everything, which was fine. But what it didn't tell you is that if you wanted popcorn and drinks or anything, you needed to order those at the same time. So when we got there, we tried to go to the, um, you know, the popcorn bit and everything. And they said, no, you need to order it when you order your ticket. And I'm like, well, you could, no one could have said that on the yeah. app or something. But it was fine because we'd, we'd been for pizza first. <gasps> out, out. I know, I know. Um, but it's a great film. Really enjoyable. Emma Stone is fantastic. Is it good? It? Yeah. So did you really go to the big fantastic. complex or the little independent? Uh, we went to the Odeon. In, the Odeon. Because there's a very nice little independent yes. cinema. Yeah. It wasn't showing there. Was I not? did look. So, um, and Emma Thompson, by the way, is. it's a bit, I have to say, it's a little bit Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. In, you know, the, the conceit is obviously it's it's how Cruella became bad mm-hmm. um, and her sort of backstory. And she wants to be a fashion designer and she's mm-hmm. working for this horrendous um, uh, fashion designer that Emma Thompson plays. Um, but it, it is great fun, mm. uh, quite funny. And as I say, Emma Stone is fabulous in it. Oh, good. Brilliant, brilliant costumes. So thoroughly enjoyed that for a night out at the cinema. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was good. Mm-hmm. So that's enough about me. Mm. What have you been up to? Busy, just busy. I helped a girlfriend at the Gardener's World Fair in Bewley on Saturday. Right. Um, and then we spent the day, Sunday, we saw friends, um, went by boat in the harbour. So that was oh, lovely. lovely. Really, really lovely. Um, and nice to have friends with a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. That was lovely. And then, of course, because it's bank holiday, having had a busy weekend, Monday was just sort of spent catch up. Because we were going to see each other, weren't we? And then we Stephen were. had a lot to do in the garden yeah. and we were catching I mean, Paul, up. I have to say, I mean, he works so hard in the garden. Mm. And I was saying to him, you know, on Monday, I said, Stephen, can't you just sit down for a bit and just have a enjoy rest? It. But, and just enjoy it. But there's always seems to be something to do. And he's mm. built a new compost bin and loads of things have been planted. We've cleared out the greenhouse and planted everything and my sweet peas are in and mm-hmm. so but I can do it in sort of little dribs and drabs yes whereas he can spend all day out there yeah um, yeah well works, I do if I'm he not does to cook he does work really hard but well you need but, to. yes but that's the other thing of course then I'm generally doing the cooking yeah. and everything so and I'm doing both sides. and you're doing both I know but then you're a woman you see it, multitasking absolutely mm-hmm. not in my wheelhouse there no, I've, <laughs> that's the one thing I have come to discover about Stephen. He'll get quite cross because I'll be looking at something, a magazine or a book, or maybe even reading something or doing something on my phone. And he goes, are you listening to me? I went, yeah. He goes, well, well what have I said? And I repeat back what he said. And he looks in absolute awe. Yes, because I, I can't. Do that Because he can't. No, I can't. But you do don't that. even hear anybody. No. No. You're so focused on what you're doing. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's just me or if it's a male thing. It's something. Quite a Steve. Is it a thing? Is Steveism mm, mm, okay? Mm, mm. The other, the, the other thing is that I don't really have um, 
uh, I don't know what it's called in spatial awareness. Well, spatial awareness I have, but I, I think I've mentioned this before. Stephen notices everything. I mean, he can walk into a room and know something has moved or... Uh, oh, like the time we graffitied the wall. Yeah, or when we graffitied the wall and got into a lot of trouble on that. In our previous house, I came downstairs one day and I said, that picture looks really, really nice. And he was like, what picture? And I said, the one you just put up in the hallway. I said, it looks fantastic. And he said, it's been up there three months. <laughs> I really hadn't noticed that. I just don't notice things like that. But I have other skills. You have other talents like those yummy, yummy little treats that you fed to me as I arrived. I know. I know. I've made macaron. They were delicious. Not macaroons. Macaron. Macaron. They were lovely. Yes. Um, I tried to make them two or three times before and always been a disaster. Yes, because I remember Ed was making them for his GCSE. They're <laughs> hard. Yeah. Um, and that was part of his GCSE. And Ed is now 21. So, and I remember at the time you were getting quite cross because you were thinking, my God, if he can do it for GCSE, yeah, why, why can't, can't I? Why can't I? Um, but we did them at, at chef school. to go to chef school to yes, find out, exactly. didn't you? Um, but they are, they do take time, but they are lovely, I have to say. I like them more than chocolate. Yes, um, or a cake. Or yes, a... I, but I yeah. can't, I mean, I've got to be careful at the moment. But, but you've had um, some good news. I did you? have some good news. So, uh, yes, I had a another blood test and um, my blood sugar level has come right down. Now, it's a, that's not just down to me. It's a combination of being on tablets as well. But at least I've, you know, I did change my diet. I was more careful and everything. So I've got to stay on the tablets for another six months. Okay. And then it will be reviewed, re reviewed, reviewed, <laughs> reviewed again uh, later, later this year. symbols so we've got the triangle so the triangle is tip of the week and then we could have like symbols for book of the week could we yeah i think don't okay. you think or a because or a, a gong, <laughs> a gong or something yes yeah yeah or we could get Stephen on his what's he play by viola yes that's the one no, what's, the, what's no. the it's like a, it's a viola. violin for little people yeah yeah but then a little Flower. It's a viola. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what are we talking about now? Anyway, book of the week. Yes. <laughs> Very Mick Jagger. Book of the week. Yeah. So bit of a what is the book of the yeah, week? I'm just about to I'm just about to say. So a bit of a different one this week. And I realised that when we decided on what our seasonal ingredient was, which we'll be coming on to in a bit, um, I was looking, well, I'll just divulge that it is a, a, it's a member of the fish family. I was looking through my cookbooks and I've only got a couple that, that are really specialist fish ones. And I never really use them. But no. what I do use a lot, and I realise I go back to time and time again, is Leith's How to Cook. I've got this book because I think I mentioned before I did night school at Leith's Cookery School. So Leith's Cookery School is probably one of the most famous in the UK, yeah. um, in London. It was started by Prue Leith, although it's not owned by her anymore. She sold it quite a few years ago, but it's a very, very successful uh, cookery school. And as part of the course, you got this, this book. Now, 
It is a fantastic recipe book, but it's really about helping you build confidence, um, increasing your repertoire, and not just in recipes, but skills as well. So each section goes through a lot of detail about, you know, the best, how to chop a vegetable. And well, you got complimented, didn't you, at chef school on your knife skills? Yes, yeah, and because I which... learned I learned a lot of that yeah. from this book and from the from the night school as as well. But it's not it's not about shortcuts. It is about the classic and proper way to make various dishes. And once you've built up your confidence, you understand those, then you can look at adapting them, using shortcuts, um, saving time and everything. But I think for for people who really want to sort of increase their skills, understand um, some of the the techniques um, and what they're trying to do, terminology, it's a really, really fantastic book. Very well laid out great photographs so um there's sections on you know if you're uh filleting fish on whether it's round fish or flat fish very clear guidelines very good photographs about what you need to do so it's very easy to follow and the same if you're um butchering a chicken or something like that it's it's really really thorough uh and then it has a whole host of recipes uh featuring um the the obviously the the different ingredients and what i realized is that actually if i'm not if there's a good example, I think, was recently when we talked about Jerusalem artichokes. Actually, this is one of the first books I go to. Yeah. Think, okay, well, what would I do with a Jerusalem? Yeah. What I have I done? Uh, and it's amazing, actually, when I went through that there are quite a lot of recipes um, that mm-hmm. I've done from 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 here. Um, and as I say, I use it a lot for technique yeah. as well for understanding um, how to. I, for example, we talked about um, butterflying a leg of lamb. I actually did it myself, but using using this this book um, to show me what to do. But there are two particular recipes that I've done a lot from here. One, which is a Thai beef salad. Um, oh yes, I think we've had it. Before. It is. It's lovely. Oh, yeah, you made it after I, my for my fiftieth birthday. I you did made it for the lunch. It's I did. Delicious. Yes, absolutely delicious. And the dressing. A lot of ingredient, and it's not the quickest Thai beef salad, but oh my word, it is worth it, and it's absolutely delicious. Uh, and then pan fried squid with chickpeas, tomatoes, olive, and chili. Ooh. And I do that a lot because the that was I think I've, I've mentioned before. I used to have no idea what to do with fish. Fish scared me. There's some I'm allergic to, so I just stayed away from fish almost altogether. The first evening of night school, when I went to Lease uh, and did the course there, the first thing they did they just put this squid in front of you, and you're like, oh my god! And you had to gut it and clean it and all the rest of it. Which was fantastic because it gave me a lot of confidence in understanding what to do. But this was the first dish that we we did, and I have done it so many times, and it, it's lovely and it's quick. And you don't have to use squid; obviously, you can use other things as well. I've done it with chorizo and with prawns and stuff like that. But it's lovely. So it's about it's a really weighty tome. Whether you go to lease, don't go to lease, as having a good encyclopedia of um, of well rounded recipes and covering all the bases, I would highly recommend it. So, what's our seasonal ingredient? I know I gave a little hint earlier. Well, you said fish. I did say fish. And if I said shell? Shell. Shellfish. Yay! (laughs) Any particular shellfish? Lobster. Lovely. Which 
I adore. Yes. And we have, and you have helped prepare. I have, I have. That um, was the first time I actually ever prepared lobster. Really? And how husband. many were we doing? Something like ridiculous. 30 or something, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, for my, it was my father-in-law's 80th, wasn't it? Was, it? it was, it was. Um, it was very simple, was it? New potatoes, salad yeah. and lobster. But yeah. you and Richard and the boys were yeah. Yeah. preparing. They'd already been cooked um, and we, we, you were dressing them, weren't yes, you? Yes, we were. We were. And it's quite a messy process. It's a very messy process, but it was a good skill to learn. And to you say. now know how to do it. Yes, I do. I even was cleaning lobster off the hanging lights over the um, over the kitchen <laughs> counter. <laughs> Stuff went everywhere. It went everywhere. Yeah, so but it was anyway. a lot of them. But um, they are in season uh, from June to September, and they're caught off the coast of the UK. Right. They like cold waters, which we have plenty of around yeah. here. Um, there is a minimum size that you um, can catch them. They've obviously got to reach a certain size, otherwise if we ate them all, then there wouldn't yeah, be enough. Um, and I read this, and it was 87 millimetres, and I was then thinking, That's 87, not it's not very big, but it's just their body. So it's not their not their claws out the front, and it's not the kind of articulated, right. Right. would you tail. call it articulated? Yeah. The armoured bit yes. of the tail. Yeah. So it's just the body. Right. So what, so 87 centimetres? Yeah. Okay. So actually, it's not centimeters, <laughs> millimeter, meters, eighty-seven millimeters. So it's not, you know, yeah, not huge, but not tiny. And um, my favorite way is grilled, right? Which with, uh, with uh, fine herb okay. butter. Love so it. butter herbs, and I think there's a bit of um, it's actually a Rick Stein recipe, and there's a bit of fish sauce, okay, in the butter with yeah. the herbs. Um, and of course, there's always this awful debate on how you kill them yes um you can put them in the freezer to stun them yeah but if you are grilling them um if you're cutting in the, the what's that bit like the, the spinal cord and you're putting that your sharp knife it is instant right and probably a lot kinder than actually boiling them alive right. yeah I, I mean again just going back to um how to cook at least how to cook they they suggest that actually you put them in the freezer mm. um but you should buy them live anyway yes. shouldn't you when you, when you get when, yeah. you, when you get lobsters or you've already bought it and you're having it that day right yeah um dress lobster yeah um but you know we do have to know how our food is prepared Absolutely. which is part of you know the responsibility of eating meat yeah or fish or whatever you want to call it um, so, because what's the, the the famous one is what lobster thermidor. Lobster thermidor, and that's hot with the cheese sauce. Yes, isn't it? that's right. Yeah. Um, which again is delicious. Yeah. Um, I know Jamie Oliver famously does a, a lobster macaroni cheese, which Tom, you can sometimes buy the, the um, frozen lobsters in Lidl, um, and he does this macaroni cheese with lobster tails, and it is just lovely, delicious. It is. It is one of those um, fish, though, and I think this is true of a lot of fish. It doesn't need a lot. No, doing to no, it. No. It's actually really lovely when it's just fresh and you know, like you say, with a you know a herb butter sauce, or um, it's actually really lovely in a brioche roll as well. Yeah. So you know, you have it like a you know, if you're doing a beef burger or something like that, yeah. but, to, but to have surf and turf or something yeah. like that, then or it's really new potato lovely. salad and Absolutely. asparagus or whatever. You know, it is a perfect summer's meal. Yeah. But of course, if you're buying it in the restaurant, you're paying restaurant prices, and it is extortionately expensive. It is. Yeah. Whereas you can buy it from your fishmongers. And it is lot cheaper. Yeah, and that's what I have to say. I always thought it was a you know real extravagance and luxury and everything, but actually, I mean, because it's caught locally down, yes, down, yes. down here, um, and you can I think you can buy uh, frozen lobster tails as well, and yeah. they're really not very yeah. they're not very expensive. So for an occasion those. or a celebration meal, it is well 
or a special dinner party and we all certainly need treating after we certainly do after the year we've had i mean it is just it is delicious I mean, think of all the money we've saved from not going to restaurants oh i know yeah but how much have we eaten well that's, that's and how true. many cookbooks have you bought uh, all right good point well made <laughs> Tip of the week. Staying cool. Ooh. How do you stay cool? Oh, God, when it gets wet. I mean, as soon as the the sun comes out and the temperature goes up, the fans come out. I tend to have fans everywhere. Although, sorry, I know this is something you're He's pointing his finger. I'm pointing my finger. Um, although, in really interestingly, this year, since I've sorted out my blood pressure and... Also, the diabetes, there's some one of the tablets I'm taking has reduced my body temperature because, as you know, I Suffer. overheat at the drop of a hat and it's been much, much better recently. Um, so that's why I'm hoping it won't be as bad this summer, but who knows? Who knows? I still, however, will have fans everywhere. Yes, now I have a very hot husband. Yes. And not in that Indeed way. Indeed, you do. <laughs> And he's a fan lover, so he has fans everywhere. Um, but one of the things that he does, and it does help keep him cool, is he freezes a bottle of water, stands it in a saucer or in a bowl, and has it in front of the fan. So then as it is obviously defrosting and the air is pushing cold air at you. That's a great idea. So I mean, it's a, it's an old one. I've never heard that before. Have you not? No. no. But it does it does sort of work. And then, of course, then when you're really, really hot, you've got this ice bottle of water that you can yeah. <laughs> press against various parts of your body that need cooling off. Well, it, um, we we did that when we when we uh, when we moved from our previous house and we bought the flat in London and the house down here. Um, and I had one of those quite old. I don't know if you remember in the kitchen. I had one of those quite old fashioned looking. Oh, the oscillating fans, ones, yeah, which yeah. was which was lovely, mm. and I really really liked. But they don't make it anymore, and it broke. Um, so I got one of those tower ones in London, and I thought I was buying this one that was, you know, about two foot off the floor and everything. It's about four foot in the flat. It's enormous. You put it on like full and the whole flat is like an ice box. Lovely, but Stephen's like, can you switch this off? It's yeah, freezing. no, I say, I normally say to Rich, it's like last three nights, so is there a timer on that? Because I, I hate the noise and I hate the draft on me. So we have a real battle. Yes. Fan versus not fan. Well, the thing I, I have to say we're quite lucky about here um, because the walls in the in the house, because you know, which you know, part of the building is several centuries old. Um, the walls are so thick that in the summer, it just it well, and the nice thatch. and the thatch is nice and cool. Yeah. In the winter, it's warm, but in the summer, it's nice and and cool. So it's love. It's lovely. It yeah. suits me perfectly. And the other thing I wanted to say is that we all seem to be a, a nation that just seems to have to carry water wherever we go. Which I mean, our parents never did. We never did as children, and we did actually manage to drive for twenty minutes without a bottle of water in the car. <laughs> but, but now, now, you know, trying to leave the house with a teenager, I've got my water. I've got my water. It's like we're only going for ten minutes. You know, you are not going to die of dehydration. <laughs> um, but just to say, invest in one of these lovely metal. Oh, what are they called? Chili bottles or yes. other, yeah. other makes are obviously available. Yeah. But they really do work. You've got you've switched over. Haven't I've you? switched over to them. I used to have bottles of water in the car. I'm afraid mm. I was one of those people mm. that always needed a bottle of water. Um, and I switched over and and got a metal one in the in the car. But the great thing is, it also keeps the water cool. Mm. 
Because a plastic bottle, there's nothing worse than opening and it's warm. Well, no, and no. women, and well, girls shouldn't be drinking the plastic bottles because of the sun and the PVAs and it gets into your system. Oh, right, does mm, it? Not very good at all for oh, women. Oh, okay, okay. So you really do need to either drink glass, which is a bit ridiculous because yeah. you break it, but these yeah. chilly metal bottles are fantastic. They're like double-lined, insulated. Yeah. And also you're cutting down on plastic. Absolutely. I mean, you must have saved bags and bags of plastic bottles from going into landfill or... Well, yeah, and I jumpers. Did, it's funny. I actually I went to um, a well-known uh, coffee chain the other day to get a, a flat white, and I did mm. wonder whether they are now allowing you to take to back your recyclable cups, and because they stopped it all yeah. last year, and it just felt such a shame that we've gone so far to reduce a lot of the. I've got a cupboard of the for the carrier bags that they won't let me take back. Yeah. Oh yes, when you had a supermarket delivery, yeah. they wouldn't take the carrier no, bags no. back. Which still won't. That's you know, I really hope that gets sorted because it's really not doing. No, it's destroying well, the and, good that had happened. Oh, so. and you see all these masks everywhere. Oh, as well. I know, I know, I and know. Then there's that photograph been doing the rounds on social media with a duck with a face mask wrapped yeah. around its neck. Do you want to end on a brighter note? <laughs> no, 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 just recycle, <laughs> save the planet. <laughs> Welcome to Charlotte's Corner. <laughs> Thank you. You sounded like Jack and Ori then. You sit back in the armchair for the story. I used to love Jack and Ori. Oh, I know. I know. Elaine Stritch doing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Oh. My absolute favourite. So there is something big and, and lovely. Bernard, Bernard Cribbon. Bernard Cribbins. Did loads of them, but you mean he's Arabelle's. I'm sorry, I'm going way off subject. No, Arabelle's no. Do you ever listen fabulous. to um, books, talking books? Yes, I do. Yes, yes. Well, I tend to listen to them on the radio more. Mm. Um, but um, but yes, I do like talking books. There were, and you know the one that was a big hit, because kind of BBC kind of brought back Jack and Ori. It's not called Jack and Ori, but I think it's on, I don't know if it's just on iPlayer or it was on CBeebies um, or CBBC, but they, they brought it back and the most popular one and the one that has got the biggest audience and mostly with <laughs> adults, mostly with women, Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> what was the story? Can you remember? I have no idea. I Did you just watch it? Happily watch it for hours and hours. <laughs> <On> repeat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where were we? Well, back in the room. Back in. Yeah. <laughs> this week's flower is the iris. In Iris. 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 I R. Iris. Iris. Not Iris. Iris. In Greek mythology, Iris was the messenger of the gods who used the rainbow as her link between heaven and earth. Right. The Iris is named because of its rainbow of colours that it comes in, and obviously from the Greek um, goddess. So I thought you'd like to know that. Now, will you say Iris to me, and I always think purple for some reason. No. Yes, well, they are, because that's like a flag, Iris, but they come in white, blue, purple, orange... Yellow, peach, they come oh. in an array, an array of colours. Right. Um, and um, it's a very, very dramatic flower. The iris inspired the fleur de lis, which is a decorative symbol which was used by French royalty and right. originated from the Middle Ages. Okay. It means wisdom, hope, trust, valour. They like to be in full sunshine and they need a well drained soil. 
and they don't like to be crowded by other plants. Right. So they like to have their heads held high with no one else getting in their way. And um, they have a kind of, it's called a rhizome, which is similar to a, it's not a bulb, it's not a tuber, and it's not a corn. Oh, my God, have I got another one? And it sort of sits on the surface of the ground, and it's it, it's almost, and from their rhizome, they produce roots and the stalk. Okay. So it's almost like if you've got the, the stalk, the rhizome, and the roots, whereas, you know, lots of plants, you just have the... the the yeah. um, roots. So you don't plant. plant it in it the ground. Sits it on sits the on the top. Yeah, part oh, of it right. likes to be in the ground. Okay. And so, and it needs the sun. It likes to be baked, and you can divide them in the autumn, I believe. And that rhizome is like a creeping root stalk. Right. So the root comes out, and then it sends out roots and shoots. Good lord. Yeah. And there are other plants. Turmeric is a rhizome. Right. Okay. Ginger is a rhizome. Oh, you yeah. see. Yeah. There you are. Every week is an education. I hadn't realised that Aris has come in quite so many colours, and um, that's going to be my new passion for next year. Right. So, if you do, you plant when plant them in the autumn. In the autumn, right? Okay. So they're flowering now. Yes, and lots of they. What they're really happy is to have a complete bed of irises. Okay. But then I don't know how they'd have to be quite well spaced so they wouldn't compete with each other. Yeah. And what's their sort of their season? How long will they be in flower? May June. Okay, so, so now so a couple, till of, June, couple of months, couple of months yeah. And there's obviously ones that are early, mid, yeah. late. And are they good cut flowers? They are good cut flowers. Do they have a good vase they life? Have a very good vase life. <laughs> and in fact, what you can do often when one flower head has died, you can peel that off and then there's another one that comes oh, up. Right. Okay. They sort of flower at angles up the stalk. Okay. There you go. And they're not just purple. And they're not just purple. Well, Charlotte. Do the, I, this is my bit I can have a snooze, isn't it? <laughs> the end of another fabulous episode. It was indeed a pleasure as always. <laughs> right, off you go with your social media bits. So you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Voyage Around My Arga, and you can email us at Voyage Around My Arga at gmail.com. We believe. That if you subscribe now um, on uh, on Apple, you should be able to receive the episodes. And if you don't subscribe, all the episodes are starting to show. But we'll be able to confirm that to you properly next week. I think the issue that um, they've had is being resolved. Um, but also, if you ever do miss an episode and you can't find it, if you go onto our Instagram uh, account, just click on our bio and the link to anchor.fm, uh, uh, which is where we host the podcast. You can find it on there. Don't forget to uh, leave your comments or email us. We'd love to hear from you. And we look forward to speaking to you again next week. So with that, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>